We are recording. Okay. This is, okay. Is it working on your side? Yeah, it says you're recording. <laughs> okay, good. Good. So, can you introduce yourself? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am Kimberly Collins. I'm a single mom of two. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, in a Southern Baptist home specifically, um, and I was, for the majority of my life, put in a very uh, fundamental Christian school, um, and then up until recently, I was um, pretty much participating in witchcraft and paganism, and um, so I kind of thought, you know, that the Bible was just a hypocritical book, hypocritical book written by uh, delusional, psychotic men, basically. Okay, so I'm just wondering, did you know that you were um, practicing like witchcraft and did you say paid? How do you say it? Paganism. 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 Um, did you know, or was it just like something you were doing and then you found out later, like, oh, this is what it is? No, I knew. I it was. Um, I knew, and I was purposely doing it. So, um, yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. I just wasn't sure because. So like after, and we'll get deeper into this. So listeners will like know what I'm talking about, but, um, so Kimberly has a YouTube channel and she's posted her testimony and she's um, posted you one other video, right? So far. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, she's talked about some things that like, that she was practicing that I practiced too. And I like what I didn't know that they were like considered witchcraft or anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I was wondering. Yeah, I, I knew, um, the pagan part, not so much. I really didn't know there was much of a name for what I was practicing, but yes, the witchcraft part, I totally knew that I was involved in that. But, um, a lot of people aren't, diverse on you know knowledge on multiple religions so you don't even know that like it might be a hindu practice or a pagan practice or whatever so yeah what can you give like an example of what pagan is or just like a brief summary because i'm not really sure um so some of the pagan practices is like believing in multiple gods or believing in Um, And I'm going to butcher this because I haven't really looked into it too much. But um, like I know that some of the stuff I was practicing, like um, some of the rituals, like maybe manifestation um, is a part. Although I think a lot of religions practice stuff like that, because even Christianity, like in the Bible, it talks about uh, the word manifest is used in the Bible. But the meaning is different cross religions. So, you know, it's just different stuff like that, that I said paganism for more people to understand what I was doing. Um, Cause that's more of a diverse thing than saying new age. Cause nobody understands what new age is. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's like, was a totally new term when you were talking about it. I was like, what is new age? And then I started yeah. looking it up and I was like, Oh, like new age is like everything that is mainstream basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's what exactly. it seems like. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was interesting to me is like, you talked about meditation you said like meditation is fine as long as it's like scriptures from the Bible or, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, but we're taught like to, to clear your mind. Um, right. so I thought that was really interesting. Um, and it's really like listening, like watching your YouTube video, even though you have two up so far, I'm just like really, really becoming aware. Like when I do things, I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, mm-hmm. why am I doing it? And like, does it have, you know, is it like, am I involving God in, mm-hmm. in whatever I'm doing? So, yeah. And so like one of the big things and I've got it written down here somewhere, so I wouldn't forget about it. But, um, so one of the big things like in the Bible, there's a verse in first John four, one through three, um, talking about test the spirit that you, um, encounter, um, and how you test the spirit is to test, um, to see if they claim that Jesus came, um, in the flesh. It, 
I can say it verbatim, but it says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they come from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world, AKA like psychics. Um, and here's how you know if the spirit is from God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Jesus is not from God. If the spirit is not from God, it comes from the spirit of the Antichrist, which is already in the world. So um, right there, the Bible is warning us about like there are spirits who come and influence our life. And another Bible verse that, uh, you know, talks about Satan himself disguises himself as a beam of light. And how often do you hear that in these um you know, mainstream practices that there's these beams of light that are our spirit guides. And um, I mean, verbatim, it's like the same word used in the Bible. He disguises himself as a beam of light. And then these people who have spirit guides as a beam of light. And so that really sticks out to me. <laughs> Do you think um, also that's connected to when people talk about being enlightened, enlightenment? Um. Yes. And yes. And I don't know is what I would say, because I didn't dive really deep into the actual um, description of being enlightened. I personally, when I was practicing this stuff, practicing this stuff, um, I would call myself enlightened or said that I had like a spiritual awakening because I finally figured out these spirit guides and I figured out like um, the whole manifestation and everything. So that is, and I don't know if that's the right way of being enlightened, but um, that's what I called it. So yes, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about what pulled you away from being a Christian? Yeah, so um, it was a slow fade. I didn't even know that I was being pulled away from being a Christian. Um, basically, my divorce is kind of what started it. Um, I was really bitter. And um, so on the weekends or whenever my kids would go to their dad's house, I would consume my time with um, with partying to buy the time of while they're gone, because otherwise I would just sit and cry the whole weekend. And um, so when I was partying, you know, then I'm hung over on Sunday. So I don't want to go to church. And that just started, you know, next thing I know for six months, I haven't been to church. And next thing I know, I'm starting to question everything and starting to um, seek my own understanding, like um, figuring out things with like just experiences rather than truth. So that's kind of how it all started. Okay. Okay. And then how did you get into new age practices? That one. So I started hanging out with a friend who um, did tarot card readings and I was really only hanging out with her to use her weed, to be honest. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so because um, she was like she would always let me smoke her stuff. So I was like, I'm going to go hang out with her. So um, so I would go hang out with her and she would talk about the tarot cards and the crystals and yada, yada. And um, I guess like my phone picked up on it. Because my suggested stuff um, for like YouTube started being like tarot card readings and tarot card readings for Gemini because I'm a Gemini. And then um, and then once I started watching those, it was just my YouTube feed was one thing after another of learning more and more and getting more and more into these practices. And that's how it started. Okay. And see, that's another thing. I'm so like right now I'm in this phase where I'm questioning everything everything I'm doing so I don't know what I believe right now like I know I believe in God like I know that and that's where I'm at right now and like I just started reading the Bible but like since I watched your video like I have tarot cards and whenever I would pull a tarot card um, I would always just ask for guidance from God mm -hmm. not thinking about anything else other than just like God and then but then after like I watched your video I'm like what if what if I'm not asking the right like like, I don't know, like, you right. know what I mean? So is tar are tarot cards like always like, like, does the Bible talk about them or are they just like, what do you know about them? Do you know? 
So I know that those are one of the things that, um, so when you really immerse in the Bible, you'll see that God doesn't work that way. And he doesn't work through tarot cards. He doesn't work through, um, you know, a, well, that's the wrong way to say it. he, he, but he doesn't work through cards. He never has, he never will. And, um, so there's a lot in the Bible about witchcraft, what, um, you know, you can even Google Bible verses about witchcraft and what the Bible has to say about it and really dig deep into it. Um, but one of the main things is the Bible also says that the truth to know the truth comes by hearing and by hearing the gospel. Um, and the gospel is the new Testament of the Bible. So like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of those, um, And that is really going to be a good guide for figuring out the truth, um, because it's almost like what I think of like a light bulb goes off when you have heard the gospel and it and you understand it by that point. Um, That's when almost like a light clicks and you can then, you know, see truth and not just be confused because Satan confuses us, not God. Uh, Confusion will never be of God. Um, it's laid out plain and clear in the Bible. So, um, you know, I, it's the tarot cards I, I'm against. I think that it's a witchcraft practice. It's always been a witchcraft practice and I don't participate in it anymore. Yeah. Okay. And also talking about the Testament. So my Bible, it has Old Testament and New Testament. I'm reading the Old Testament. Am I like wasting my time or should I read it still? So the Old Testament can feel very dry. Um, (laughs) There's a lot in there that doesn't make sense unless you have some... um, some guidance with maybe somebody who is theologically knowledgeable. Um, So for instance, some stuff in the Old Testament, you might read and be like, what the crap did I just read? Um, But when you actually dive into the theology of the history of that time point they were in, the language it was written in, um, all of those factors, you'll actually come to find out that the Old Testament is a lot of prophecy of the New Testament. And it also has prophecy for our day and time right now. So, for instance, um, just the other day, I was going through Daniel 8, which is in the Old Testament. And um, Daniel was given prophecies to not only predict what we're about to go through in the end times of the earth now, but he also predicted all of the um, events like Alexander the Great. And I can't say his name. And and she uh Another ruler who was absolutely horrific. Um, There's one story in history. These are all, it's history. It's um, mainstream history. And it was predicted in the Bible. But you, people don't understand that unless you dive into the theology background of it. Um, Like Alexander the Great is described as a a great horn. Like, um, and it even use. I think it's funny that he uses the term a great horn because he's Alexander the Great, and it describes what he does during his reign. And so then you look at mainstream history, and he predicted Alexander the Great before he ever happened. And then this other ruler, one of the things he did was he banned circumcision for all Jews. And um, so this one mother, she decided, I don't care what this ruler says, I'm going to follow um, what God says. And um, the circumcision it was back then is not what we have in America. It's not that brutal crap. I didn't even put my son through that. But um, so she decided to go circumcise her son. That ruler found out about it. I've got it in my Bible, but I don't have my Bible with me here. I can't remember his name. Um, but when he found out that she circumcised her son, he murdered the son and made her wear the son around her neck for like a few days or a few weeks or something. And that's the kind of ruler he was. And then Daniel goes on to say in his prophecies that that ruler is not near as bad as the ruler who's about to come um, in the end times, the Antichrist. He's going to be a thousand times worse than that ruler. So stuff like that in the Old Testament. But the New Testament 
has a lot of um, the gospel of what Jesus did here on earth, and then some bits and pieces of prophecy for our day and time now. Like, um, I can just give you a couple examples. The peace treaty that was just done in Israel, predicted in the New Testament. Um, the complete destruction of Damascus, um, one world currency, and then the mark of the beast, um, which I find this really interesting. The mark of the beast is, um, the Bible says it has to be in your right hand or in your forehead. And then I go in a scientific um, Googling. And um, so they are coming out with these microchips that will contain all of your um, your medical history, who you are. Um, you'll be able to buy and sell stuff with the chip. Um, and then the scientists, the um, no, sorry, the engineers discovered that the only places in the body for the microchip to not overheat is your right hand and your forehead. And it's exactly what's predicted in the Bible. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And that's in the New Testament. Yes. And there's bits and pieces in the Old Testament. Um, I'm sure you could probably find some stuff, um, research some stuff of the theology of all the prophecies in the Bible. Um, but yeah, most of it's in the New Testament, especially Revelations. You can find a lot of it in Revelations. Okay. Wow. You're blowing my mind. You're <laughs> teaching me so much. Um Okay, so you've given examples of New Age practices so far. Um, can you, okay, so I guess I, I, for my next question was give one example of a New Age practice people may do in their normal life and may not even realize it is a part of the New Age. Do you have any ones that we haven't discussed? Because I know we've talked about a few that, because we talked about how like New Age practice is basically mainstream at this point. Yeah, so it actually, the way that I feel that people fall into new age practices, it is they actually take a little bit of truth and a little bit of terminology to give, to confuse you enough to get you into it. So, um, for instance, like um, we hear so many words in mainstream everything like karma, meditation, manifestation, um, talking about your energy, energy healing, chakras, mantras, aura, um, anything to do with astrology, um, anything that has to do with the spirit realm, like I was saying earlier, talk, or I don't remember if I said it actually already, but like talking about, um, you know, how we joke about having like a good angel on one side and a bad angel on the other side. And, um, you know, there's stuff like that, that we have in our daily life. Um, and even stuff like the crystals and the hypnosis, all of that junk, everybody, I think any, anyone you talk to has heard these terms before, whether they've practiced them or not. And it's in our language so much that it makes it so easy to fall into practicing those things. And it's not a bad thing. Like I told you in the past, it's not a bad thing to practice meditation. But the Bible says to meditate on the word of God, not just empty your brain. Um, and there's also I've got a few examples of like um, new age terminology and beliefs that are actually creeping into churches. Um, for instance, there's this dude who started a church. It's a mega church called Elevation. His name's Stephen Furtick. Um, in a recent sermon that he did back in May, it was called Focus on the Fruits. And 10 minutes and 40 seconds into the into the sermon, he literally says, and I quote this, he said, God is energy. God is a spirit. God is a molecular structure that fills all. And then goes on to say that the molecular structure comes to us when we call to him which is exactly a new age belief about calling on your spirit guides. But that's not biblical at all, because even in, for example, Psalm 139, that right there talks about how God is omnipresent. He's not a molecular structure that comes to us when we call to him. He's everywhere all the time, period, the end. So it's creeping into churches with sayings like that. And then there's other things like, um, uh, Bethel Church, um, they are also a school that teaches you how to use their Christian tarot cards um, to do what they call prophecy, but it's actually to be a psychic. 
and um, base, they go to psychic conventions as Christian psychics, and they will um, they will like witness, but in actuality, what they're doing is telling the future of people and saying that you need our spirit guide, our God, um, but that's not biblical at all. Um, mm-hmm. to be doing the psychic readings with tarot cards. The Bible actually condemns that. Um, and there's one more. Um, there's these other people, T.D. Jakes and Joe, Joel Olstein. There's many people I could name with that. But um, they um, preach stuff that's like the prosperity gospel, which basically is like new age practice of manifestation basically saying that you can ask God to provide anything for you. And if you have enough faith, you're going to get it, which is manifestation. And even, you know, um, so I have somewhere in here in my notes, but um, there's a verse where, um, where Satan does this to Jesus. He takes him up on the mountain and he, here it is. First Corinthians eleven fourteen. Oh, nope, that's the wrong one. Luke 4, 5 through 7, um, it says, and he said to him, Satan said to Jesus, I will give you authority and splendor. Um, Everything that has been given to me, I can give to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it'll all be yours. So basically, um, Satan, when he was cast out of heaven, was given all the power on the earth, basically, everything earthly. And And that's what manifestation is, calling on these spirit guides that are essentially fallen angels, and they will give you anything earthly. But the Bible tells us not to um, not to be of the world, not to consume the worldly things that we want with our human nature Um, says to store up our treasures in heaven um, to do good works for eternity, not for here on earth. Um, so preachers like that, the Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, those type of people who preach this prosperity gospel, they're actually preaching a sugared version of New Age and calling it Christianity when it's not biblically sound at all. So that's it creeping into everyone's lives. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. And also, um, do you know much about, and I'm, I'm sure you probably do, the um universal uh unitarian universalist churches do you know much about those i don't i haven't looked into them much now because when i was looking up like excuse me when i was looking up like new age and like trying to do research and stuff it um those kind of churches came up and it's interesting because that is the church that i like used to go to um really yeah, and like they read, they do read from the Bible and stuff, but it's more based on educating about people that are here, like Henry mm-hmm. Long- Wadsworth Longfellow and stuff like that. Like they educate about um, people that have been here, or like they, I don't know how to explain it. Or and then like um, one time, like they gave a bunch of rocks out, and then you like put your problems into the rock and then give it back to them and I'm like I don't know like I just don't know anything (laughs) that's (laughs) that's like a that's kind of like a witchcraft practice actually is to put that energy into something else that you release that is yeah totally totally not biblical not biblically sound at all and that is a new age practice (laughs) okay okay that's what I was thinking um, and then I want to go back to astrology. So you like mentioned you're a Gemini. Um, and then you mentioned how astrology is part of like new age. And then also there is this girl that I follow online and she was talking about how astrology isn't even accurate anyways, because there's like a 13th or an extra astrology sign that we don't even talk about, which I didn't know. Um, do you know much about that? Is that like all new age stuff or is that something think- that I think astrology has, um, a li- again, a little bit of truth with enough to make people fall into it. Um, so, for instance, like the description of a Gemini is spot on me. I totally fit the description. Um, but 
So, you know, we know from science, and I believe it's somewhere in the Bible, too, how the moon, even the energy from the moon affects the waves. Um, So it's the same thing for, like, living here on the, you know, living beings were affected by the sun, were affected by the moon. We are affected by things in that heavenly space. Um, Do I think it's, uh, do I think there's power in that? No. Um, Do I think that there is like, how do I say? Um, I think there's a little bit of truth with the energy that we are affected by from it. So therefore, Satan can use it for these psychics to predict things based on the astrology. And because demons, you know, know these things and can influence these things, it can really deceive people into believing that it's true because they know the energy effect that might come from that in people's lives. It does that make sense? It's yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think about it. I think there's a little bit of truth about, you know, a full moon. People are very emotional on a full moon. Women go into labor during a full moon. That energy affects us. But do I think it is something to predict our futures? No. (laughs) And even, you know, for instance, the Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. So focus on today. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start talking about um, what brought you back to being a Christian? Sure. So um, I'm still kind of confused by this one because it was kind of like a miracle. I I don't – two months ago, had you told me that I would be a Christian again, I would have laughed and been like never in – my life never again and um so how it happened was one night I was at my grandmother's house and I was writing in my manifestation book and um as I was doing that I looked up and I kind of got into what felt like a trance almost and I was staring at the wall and I could hear don't you remember everything I did for you when you walked with me and And as I heard that, it was like all of the memories of things that God provided when I was walking with him. And um, I brushed it off because I'm hard headed and I didn't want to hear that. So I kind of brushed it off, but it it still ate at me a little bit. So um, then one night I was um, watching TikTok and um, this video came up uh, that was talking about prophecies in the Bible that were being fulfilled as we speak right now and when I heard that and saw it saw the TikTok it was like it just clicked again like I remember everything that I had been taught growing up I remember everything like the prophecies and I you know talking about this coin shortage in America and how we're eventually going to go to a one world currency like that's all predicted and it all just hit me out of nowhere like don't you remember this And um, as soon as I remembered all of this, it's like, I just, I don't know. I just remembered the prophecy. I could see it being fulfilled. And then I just closed my eyes real quick. And I was like, God, I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I believe in Jesus. I know you're real. Um, Forgive me. Like, I'm, I can't even believe that I got blinded by these practices. I, I believe that you're real. And um, as I was saying that, um, you know, I'm fully awake. I had just closed my eyes to say those things and I'm speaking those things out loud. And as I'm speaking those things, it felt like, well, first off, I heard, which in the Bible talks about, you know, the rapture of the church talks about the trumpet sound. Well, I heard that sound like, and I thought, oh my gosh, I just, like last second saved my butt. Like I thought, I thought it was literally happening. I heard trumpet. I pull, I felt my soul like being pulled out of my body up into the clouds. And so I'm like coming out of my house and I look down and I'm like, 
I see my kids coming up with me. They come into my arms. We go into the clouds. And as soon as I come into the clouds, it was like, boom, I opened my eyes and I'm, I'm there in my room. It was like, I just had a vision. And, um, so as soon as I opened my eyes, those spirit guides that have been with me for so long, um, all of a sudden it was like their mask came off and I saw the evil and felt the evil in my room. And one of them was sitting on my legs and I could feel it cause it was crushing me. And so I started saying, um, you leave me alone in Jesus name. And I felt it get off of my legs. And then my daughter whose crib is across from my bed, she starts screaming in pain. And I mean like an an excruciating scream out of nowhere. It's like midnight at this point. And she is screaming in pain. And I was scared to touch her because I thought there's something evil on her. Like I was scared to touch her. So um, I run over, I placed my hand on her head and I said, you leave me and my family and this house alone in Jesus name. You're not welcome here. You leave. And um, as I said that, that um, I pulled her up, calmed her down and um, set her back in the bed. And and then I could feel the peace like they left. They're gone. Like this evil presence that I had attached to me is gone. And um, that's how it happened. <laughs> And then later that night, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Q Anon. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. So I was a big follower of that. Um, And so later that night, I kept having these dreams of like, have you ever had like sleep paralysis where like you're half awake? And, you know, um, so I kept having these dreams, sleep paralysis, it felt like where I know I'm laying in bed, I know I'm trying to sleep. And this thing, this evil thing just keeps grabbing my body, pulling me up to the ceiling. And once I'd reached the ceiling, I would hear cue drop and it would drop me to the floor and I'd smack, get a little beat up. And then I'm back in my bed. And once I'm back in my bed, again, I feel it pull me up to the ceiling. And then I hear Q drop and I drop to the floor, get beat up more and more and more. And that happened the whole night to where I felt like I got beat up the whole night. And um, that was really the start of everything. After that, um, I just, there was no turning back. I was like, all of this is evil. I'm throwing it all out. I'm throwing out everything I've been doing for the last few years and I'm done. And that's it. I was done after that. Wow. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty amazing that, I mean, that's scary. It's amazing and scary. Um, It was scary. (laughs) It was scary. Yeah. It's like, it's unfortunate you had to go through that, but in a way it's like kind of good because you were able to like see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, um, there's a Bible verse that says in the end times, I will pour out my spirit on the young, uh, or on all people. I will pour out my spirit on all people and young people will, um, dream or have visions and old people will dream dreams. Well, I a hundred percent believe that what happened to me was entirely a vision, um, like of the rapture happening, telling me it's coming, it's soon and you better be ready. And, um, and so I, I hold fast to that. After, after I had that vision, I started, uh, Googling if anybody else has been posting about having visions. So then I go on YouTube and it's like every 30 minutes, another video is uploaded of people having rapture visions. And I'm like, this is it. This is the end. Like it's, it's coming. And, um, I, I firmly believe that we're in the end. What exactly is the end? So that's debated among many different uh, denominations and beliefs. Um, What I personally believe, and there's a lot of scripture that I didn't write down for this, but there's a lot of scripture to back it up. Um, What I believe is when the Bible says that he will um, spare his children from tribulation, that I believe is talking about the rapture. We get the word rapture from, um, I think it's the Greek word rapture, rapture, something like that from the Greek writings of the scrolls. Um, 
So it talks about the quickening, the takeaway of the church, the people who are of the faith, the Christians, the Bible-believing Christians, Jesus-believing Christ followers type of thing. Um, So what I believe is the trumpet sounds, Jesus comes back, takes his church, and then there's a tribulation. It's seven years. There's a seven years tribulation where um, the peace treaty that is established with Israel, um, it's already kind of pre-established before the Antichrist comes in. So the Antichrist goes into Israel, strengthens the peace treaty for three years. And for three years, there's peace. And at least if I'm saying that right. And um, and then he decides to take away the peace treaty. Um, the third temple that's built in Jerusalem, the Antichrist takes over it and um, takes it as his temple and requires the whole world, the whole earth to be worshiping him. And um, the Bible says that during these times, there will be a great deception on all these people in the world. There's also 144 prophets who are left here on the earth to try to, um, for people who haven't heard the gospel, if I'm saying this correctly, the 144 um, elite chosen ones, there's 12,000 from every tribe of Israel. They're left here. They're Christians who um, spread the gospel during this time. Um, And then there's two prophets who are here. And there's a whole lot of detail that honestly, I couldn't give a lot without Bible verses because I'm trying to say this off of memory and I don't want to butcher it. So I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, But it basically, in a simplified form, the tribulation is a seven-year period, and then at the end of the seven years, um, there is a second ascension of Christ. He comes down, and he places um, something on the Mount of Olives, I think it is, and with one breath, he wipes out the Antichrist and Satan and everything, and everything in the earth is destroyed, and then for a thousand years— he has his reign on earth and everyone lives all these, the church, the angels, everybody resides on earth for a thousand years during this. And, um, and there's also the judgment day where, um, we hold an account for everything we did in our lives to God. And, um, that is like almost like a recap of everything you've done in your life. Um, It's not to say that the good go to heaven and the bad go to hell. That's not the purpose, Um, because those who are saved by Jesus are sealed and their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And um, those are the people who will go to heaven. The rest are judged and condemned to hell forever. So that's what I mean by the end times is the rapture, then the seven year tribulation, then the second ascension of Christ. So it's already like determined who's going to heaven. No, um, it's not because it's not a predetermined thing. It's a choice that we make to accept his free gift of salvation. And basically to accept that free gift of salvation is to, you know, acknowledge that there is a God. His son is Jesus. You know, he came to the earth, died on a cross for our sins. We can't do anything good enough to um, save ourselves. There's nothing we can do good enough to save ourselves. So we accept the free gift that Jesus did when he died on the cross for for our sins. And um, and then I feel like, well, the Bible says that, um, you know, that someone is has the Holy Spirit residing in them. This kind of relates to new age. You know how you you have your spirit guides. Well, when you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is your spirit guide, essentially, um, in new age terms. And this Holy Spirit will um, guide you, you know, conviction, conviction against sin, you know, guide you for, you know, everything and, and even pray for you. Um, the Bible talks about that even in our moans and groans, when we can't even get out the words to say, cause we might be so distressed. Um, the Holy spirit takes it to God and presents it, you know, like, um, this is what they need, you know, that kind of surface level trying to describe what I mean, but 
yeah, it's essentially like as if you have the Holy Spirit as your spirit guide. When you are accepting that salvation, you're accepting that Holy Spirit into your life, into your heart, essentially. Um, so, yeah, that those are the people who are saved, that they're Christians. They are the ones who are the church. Um, and those are the ones who will spend eternity um, with him. Okay. Thank you so much for explaining that to me. Cause I guess I didn't understand. Um, I didn't have an understanding about all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I feel like you've covered this a little, but if you want to talk about it more, how has converting back to Christian changed your life? Well, for one, um, the biggest thing for me was in the Bible talking about, um, our call to be sober of mind. Um, so I pretty much quit all substances that I've been on, um, whether it was alcohol or party drugs or, or even, I even cut out marijuana, even though I don't think, I don't think that alcohol or marijuana are bad things. I think that I personally abuse them and, um, I push the limits when it comes to those. If I'm drinking, I'm drinking to blackout. And if I'm smoking, I'm smoking to smoke myself blind. So, <laughs> Um, for me, I have to cut those out. I have no um, capability of doing things in moderation. So um, I decided to cut those out. Um, some other things that have changed is I've had friends that act like I've died and they won't talk to me anymore, um, essentially because, you know, they just wanted a party buddy. They're, they weren't true friends. And um, with having those friends out of my life, I now have friends that are valuable. You know, the friends who like check up on you and pray for you and pray with you and, you know, um, encourage you or send you Bible verses. Like my friendships have changed. My my habits have changed. My routines have changed. I mean, so much has changed and I still feel like I'm adapting to it because old habits die hard. You know, when you have spent years smoking yourself blind to go to sleep at night, now I can't sleep at night and I tend to be up till three or 4 a.m. or or I'll have to take some sort of medicine to be able to sleep. And um, so there's a lot of things um that I'm kind of uh, reaping the um, consequences of all the habits I've had for so many years. And um, that sucks. But still, I, I could never turn back after everything that's happened. I could never, all the positive that has happened totally outweighs all of the negative. And I know that I won't have a perfect life from here on out, but at least I have the right quote unquote spirit guide to turn to who will actually, you know, guide me in eternal, um, uh, investing in eternal and not investing in worldly pleasures for, to make me happy in this moment, rather happiness for eternal. So that's the biggest changes. Yeah. Um, I'm still a little confused about what does eternal mean? Does that just mean like your soul lives on forever or... Uh, yes. So yeah, it's where your soul is going to go forever. Um, you know, so it's a decision we make on earth to either follow Jesus and our soul eternally resides with him in heaven or, um, you know, decide I don't believe in that. And our soul resides in hell forever, which the Bible has a lot of descriptions on what hell is going to be. And doesn't sound like fun. And, you know, I have people who talk about like, um, well, I don't believe in that. And you're just wasting your time. That's fine. If I'm wasting my time, I wasted my life. If you're wasting your time, you've wasted your eternity. And there's where the difference lies in. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about your YouTube series that you're doing? Yeah. So, um, I, I've really been debating, which is why I haven't posted another video, but I've really been debating on which route I want to go with that 
because um, at first I thought I just really wanted to tackle new age practices and what the Bible has to say about that. But I feel like that's not, I don't feel led to do that. Um, I think there's too much, I can get too fired up and spread too much hate that way. Um, And the Bible says to speak truth in love. So um, I think that I am going to touch on some new age stuff. I'm going to touch on new age that is coming into churches. Um, But I mostly want to talk about the things that brought me back to Christianity, which was simply the gospel and prophecy. And um, I really want to dive into and break down prophecy because it's almost chilling and creepy when there's a book that was written thousands of years ago that's prophesying what we are having having happen today. And um, that's chilling. And I feel like that's something that brought me back to Christianity. So maybe it would help others and bring them to come to know Christ. Um, so I think that's the route that I'm going to go instead of just like bashing new age practices, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, that's really awesome. And I am noticing like from people that I like follow online and stuff, like I noticed with you, I noticed like with me now and then this girl I follow online and I'm sure there's other people that people like are, were practicing like new age practices and then they're realizing like, oh, like I need to get a Bible. I need to convert Mm -hmm. to Christianity. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm noticing more people doing it. I don't know, like... I haven't done great research on like what the statistics are. I'm like wondering, actually, I'm starting to wonder like how many people are buying Bibles right now? Like, yeah. um, Yeah. And it's the, the Bible talks about a um, revival during the tribulation. Um, So I believe that um, a lot of people are going to wake up to truth um, before the rapture. I think um, God always wins. He wins against Satan. And if the rapture is taking the church, I think, you know, um, you know, if we're breaking it up into quarters, I think God's going to take, you know, 75 percent. Not he's not going to be the loser taking 25 percent, you know. Um, So I think there is going to be a big revival of people. This is just my opinion. This is not fact. But I do think that it's my opinion. And I think that, um, God always wins. So there's going to be more people come to know Christ than people who are lost. Does that make sense? I, so I think there's, I truly believe that, um, in mainstream, you might hear things like the great awakening. Um, I believe that at first, at the beginning of this year, I thought the great awakening was like people awakening to like all the corruption in the world. And then I come to realize it's actually quite a great awakening to like the existence of God. There's so many people posting on YouTube and all sorts of social media talking about like how they have had like an awakening, a realization that like there is a God and the Bible's true and all of this. So I I really think that this is the year uh, and maybe even next year of being the great awakening before all of this tribulation begins wow okay do you have anything anything extra you would like to tell people that can help them or guide them or just anything any information you would like to share I would say um two things really dig deep and search your soul start to question these spirit guides start to question everything question everything and um a really good person to um listen to is um david jeremiah david jeremiah actually has books about the end time and the rapture and the tribulation and all of that um it gives a lot of clarity of what we're about to go through and um so if you want more clarity i would turn to david jeremiah's books and be very careful about preachers you listen to um I wouldn't go diving into listening to preachers I would dive into reading the Bible because that's the only place you're going to find truth and not be deceived by false prophets um 
so I wouldn't go for listening to sermons on YouTube unless it's David Jeremiah, because I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, he's spot on with gospel truth. So um, him, his books and the Bible is what I would seek out if someone is trying to figure things out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so exciting because I'm so I'm just feeling so you know lost and confused which like makes sense of what you've talked about um so I was really excited to, to talk to you about all yeah. this I really appreciate you coming on yeah I was excited to talk to you and I you know um still trying to plan out some content make sure that I'm doing the right thing for my YouTube channel because I don't want to go on a hate rant um so hopefully I'll have some of the right content coming up and um yeah if you ever want to talk or if anyone has questions i am totally open to answering them um because you know i feel it's really important um you know i don't want to see people you know uh lost and confused and you know unintentionally following a evil demonic spirit um, and it's chilling how deceived people are. So yeah, I'm, I am glad to do this today. <laughs> do you want to, um, say what your channel's name is and then tell people where they can contact you if they want to have a conversation with you or ask you questions? Yeah. Let me just look at my channel. <laughs> uh, Cause I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's like. Because I just have me as Kimberly Collins on YouTube. Um, but you can look up Kimberly Collins, false theologies will mislead you. That's one of my videos. And if you search it, I even put my name in the title so that people could find it. So false theologies will mislead you, Kimberly Collins. And um, and yeah, if P I'm going to, you know, if people want to uh, comment on my YouTube channel, um, or whatever. Um, yeah, I'd be totally happy into talk. And in fact, on my YouTube videos, there's comments of people asking questions. So they might be able to find maybe what they're looking for through, um, comments that are already there. So, um, yeah, you can check out my YouTube channel and, um, that's one way to reach out to me and, um, yeah, ask questions. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye.